0: Blog Talk Radio. the king of an empire and you rely on the slavery of your people to keep you rich and powerful but you see your people waking up and starting to show dissent what would you do if you wanted to stay in power you would sure hope that they forget about it you would want to distract them or even better turn them against each other so that they forget about their original cause the mainstream media which we all know is in the business of maintaining the status quo is doing a great job at doing just that. Advanced, progressive, urban political talk radio.
1: Politicians who are characterized more and more by legalized bribery and normalized corruption vis-a-vis that big money, by a corporate media that ensures that it's a culture of superficial spectacle but no serious public debate and public conversation for the issues that really matter for the future of the nation, but especially the future of the vast majority of the nation who are working class and poor, you see? Or a serious discussion about drones that drop bombs on innocent peoples. Or increasing police powers that allow persons Americans to be assassinated without due process or judicial review. Death where is thy sting? Grave where is thy victory?
2: This is the Alpha Show. Advance. Progressive Urban Political Talk Radio on
3: TruthWorks
2: Network.
1: There is but one rule, hunt or be hunted.
2: The one thing you can't deny, these people are sabotaging this economy, and people are sabotaging this country. This is Alpha, hosting the best of pushback talk radio. And now, the man who's got their number, Alpha. Well, good evening, good evening, and welcome to another Friday evenings edition of the Alpha Show here at TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Just a fantastic yesterday (laughs) in the windy city. It was uh, up around seventy-five degrees and. Then you know, all of a sudden those um, few hours passed and it got windy as hell. Dropped to about 51 today and no man's hat was safe. Uh, but then, too, that's just the way we roll. But, um, you know, uh, I've often been asked why I don't... Uh, spend the time and what it takes to uh, properly prep for my show. Uh, Properly prep means going in, finding a few topics that you want to cover, answer, ask a few questions of my listening audience, and, you know, hold a discussion. 914-338-1610. If you want to come in and uh, just... Just it around, but the reason I don't is because there's always so much crap. There's always so much. Dirt. Let's see, let's see. Let's start with the biggest in Indiana, and the biggest in Arkansas, and the biggest in North Dakota, and then you know you pass a law that discriminates. Against a segment of people, then you take to the airways and try to tell everybody, no, no, no 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 no, 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 it's not what you think it is, it's not what it appears, it's not what's written. this is what it is, and then, when that doesn't take, you eat crow, you eat crow not warmed over, cold, ice-cold crow. And you have to amend it because you know that you've gotten in something through the back door. And rather than be forced to repeal the whole damn thing on the progressive side, on the pushback side, will accept an amendment. The Indiana law that was passed should be fully repealed, and there should be a laws passed to cover everyone under the 19-year-old Clinton law, as they love to go back to and refer to as This has been in place for 19 years, which was a lie because it was quite different than the law that was passed. But in too many states, it is still legal to fire LGBT people or discriminate against LGBT people, and it's still legal. And instead of seizing on that moment when they stepped in it, you see the Indiana law signed in private by Governor Pence former congressman of Indiana, uh, was signed behind, behind the curtain, if you will, behind closed doors. And it was the signing behind closed doors that was the tale. Because in the signing and pictures came out, they didn't let the press back there, but they did allow pictures to be taken so that people could see that it was being signed. And in the signing, directly behind the governor of the state, directly behind him was Michael Clark. And Michael Clark believes homosexuality is a treatable disorder. He publicly raged about a high school lesbian who was in a tuxedo or Or Kurt Smith, who equates homosexuality with bestiality, and he helped write the bill. Or Eric Miller, who um, distributed fear flyers, claiming that pastors could be jailed for preaching against homosexuality. So Mike Pence surrounded himself with homophobic bigots as he signed this bill for all of the discriminatory tentacles that this bill had. And then he wanted to, he got embarrassed because he could not defend it against the onslaught of financial, economical disaster that his state is facing. But um, rather than people call for the total repeal to force him to repeal the whole damn thing, they settled settle for fixes. And that's the problem. They're too busy settling to have any victories when it comes to what the Republicans are doing. But if you notice, it was followed closely by Arkansas, North Dakota, and Georgia. Georgia just tabled the bill and walked away is there any doubt these are Alec pre-written blueprints and i've got to tell you and i tell you and i've told you over and over again this is just the shape of things to come as republicans have taken over every single state as far as the legislative branch you see They can't win the presidency, and they know it, so they wage war at the state level. And if you notice, everything the president does or everything that gets passed is taken immediately to their trump card, and that is the courts. The court system will save them, because when you can't win legislatively, when you can't win electively, you take it to your stacked courts, and that's exactly what they've done. Um, the Indiana discrimination case, one with North Dakota, Georgia, Arkansas, they were all running the gambit of headline. And then came the Obama nuclear agreement with Iran. The blueprint, the run-up to uh, uh, an agreement. And, of course, that knocked everything off the front Uh, burner. And um, it took them a day. It took them less than 24 hours. And the avalanche of it's a bad deal, it's a bad deal has already started from the right. But it is I would say it's all for naught. But then too, I've been wrong about them before. See, you have to have some type of conviction about what you are saying. And one thing I'll give the president is when he told you to question the critics of this deal, because this is about peace or war. He's foolish enough to give them um, the ability to say yes to the deal that he's cut because he's just foolish like that. He believes that they are going to come around and vote against war. No, they're not. If he gives them the, if he signs the bill that they're about to come out with, it gives them final say as to whether they are going to approve or deny this agreement. If he signs a bill that they are going to pass, it gives them approval. Or if Harry Reid in the Senate allows us to escape a filibuster and come to fruition, they will crater this deal and we will be at war. And there is nothing, nothing saying that Israel isn't going out on their own with a first strike and just kick up an entire war when, every, when all else fails. Israel will have a bombing raid that will crater the entire deal and possibly set the Middle East on fire as if there aren't enough problems there with ISIS. So, um, the boys in Kenya, Maka Horan, imagine that. You attack a, a school, a college, if you will. You kill 150 people. You separate the Christians from the Muslims. And this attempt to set off this holy war. You know, the only people I know who are comparable to these terrorists are our right-wing-hinged domestic terrorists here in this country. 914-338-1610. That's just in case you want to comment about uh, the right-wing terrorists and the Boko Haran or the um, terrorists over in the Middle East because it seems to be one-sided, tunnel vision, we're not going to go along with anything mentality. And that's problematic. And it's disappointing. Because if nothing else, this president has brought out the League of Racists to just an entire group of people who seem to revel in bigotry, who seem to have nothing better to do. And with the Indiana discrimination bills, with the Iran deal, there is so much flying under the radar. The new Supreme Court ruling on Medicaid just put 68 million people at risk. I'll talk about that a little later. But um, that seems to be the constant attack on the poor. You have a Tennessee Republican, as they've killed a bill denying 280,000 people in Tennessee access to a doctor. And here's the bad part about it. They're getting absolutely no pressure from being the death panels that they so decried because how many people are going to die because they did not have access to health care? How many people is well how many people is how many people are enough? It gets to a point where all you can do is say what the what the hell what the hell how is it that they get away with?" not opening, expanding their Medicaid programs in their states and allowing millions not to be covered with health care. Knowing that before the Affordable Care Act passed, 45,000 Americans were dying because they did not have health care. 45,000 a year have died because they didn't have health care. Would they deny people the right? to health happiness, pursuit of that However, the Constitution... You see, they love this Constitution until they don't love it, until it doesn't fit their purpose. It doesn't follow down that dark alley that they're constantly headed in and trying to take everyone else to. So with all of these headlines, with all of these... Uh, Topics There's really no need to prep Because this stuff writes itself When I say it writes itself The one thing that I did find That was It made me smile And it kind of pissed me off too It angered me in Iceland For those of you who don't know or have not seen the documentary Inside Job uh, narrated by Charles Ferguson. YouTube it Inside Job. It's where the housing crisis began and the banking crisis began. Iceland jails four top bankers for fraud in their landmark case. Iceland is proving that Even bankers are above the law after jailing four of the top bankers in their country. They jailed them for market manipulation in a landmark case which sets a precedent for the rest of the world. (laughs) not here. Not here. The verdict relates to corruption at the capital, capital thing. Okay, I know I murdered it. Captain Bank, which collapsed after the financial crisis in 2008 due to fraud at the highest level. Now, get some of these names. Rita, has spelled H R E I D A R. reidar Mar Sagusen I tell you, murder is thy name. Uh, he was a former chief executive, former chairman. Uh Sidgar and Arson, former chief executive of Kathleen, Chaplin Luxembourg, Magnus Gunderson, and Oliver Lawson, the bank's second largest shareholder at the time, were all sentenced this month, between four and five and a half years in prison for the fraud that they uh, heaped upon the people of Iceland. The sentence given is the heaviest penalty in the country's history. The ice, and Iceland special prosecutor said it was evidence that it is possible to crack down on financial fraud without any adverse effect to the country. Eric Holder, are you listening? Eric, or oh, Eric, Iceland has a reputation for taking steps that other countries have until now refused to consider. Such a nationalized... Their banks, they nationalized their banks right after this crisis hit. They simply took the bank over. The nation, the government, took the banks over. This radical change has boosted Iceland's economy and leaves other European countries trailing miserably behind. So it can be done. And that that particular story, I really enjoyed because it proves. Because they're rich it doesn't put them above the law. So they get four to five years, five and a half years, four to five and a half years, depending on their status, depending on exactly what they did. And it gets to a point where between the banks and the Nuclear deals and the political mess. Did you see Bibi Netanyahu came out talking about the the Israeli people are against the deal. What the Israeli paper says, it sounds like a good deal. You know, it's always suspicious to me when you have one blowhard and he wants to speak. Just like Bibi came over here and said he spoke for the American Jews. And the American Jew said, "Oh hell no, you don't speak for me." And it gets to a point where, where, how much gall does this take? How much gall does it take, really? These Iran war mongers have absolutely. When it comes to their credibility, I
1: want you to listen to this.
4: A bunch of uh, former legislators got together, mostly Republican. Saxby Chambliss of Georgia is a former senator. Norm Coleman, another former senator from Minnesota, but also some Democrats, including the despicable Evan Bayh from Indiana. Remember how they. Get all, the entire press gave Evan Bayh a teary goodbye. Oh, my God, he's such a centrist. He's such a moderate. We love Evan Bayh. Well, he's gotten together with some of the most loathsome Republicans in the world to uh, put together an ad that is one of the worst fear-mongering, war ads I have ever seen. It's about uh, our negotiations with Iran. The whole point of the negotiations with Iran is that they don't get nukes, and we verify absolutely positively that they will not have nukes this ad of course lies and says the exact opposite that if we have a peace deal with them and we can verify that they don't have nukes in fact they will get nukes it's an absolute positive lie it is put together by the american security initiative that i can guarantee you is funded by defense contractors who actually do want a war so they can get richer and they're not interested in our security In fact, they want the exact opposite the less secure we feel the more we pour in the defense contractors Evan Bay worked for those guys, of course, so did Saxby Chambliss and Norm Coleman. They were their top bitches when they were in the Senate. They were whores for these guys when they were in the Senate. They're whores for them now that they're out of the Senate. So uh, prove me wrong, prove me wrong. Show me uh, the that good-hearted, charitable folks happen to get America's security initiative off the ground with a ton of money, having nothing to do with defense contractors. No, 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 not at all. We're wild. Uh, exaggerators, right? Show me. Show me the donors for American Security Initiative. Show them to me, and I'll apologize to you. I'll, I'll get Evan on here. I'll apologize to him personally. No, no, no. These are paid whores, okay? And they run ads like this. Watch this.
0: And Senator Lindsey Graham responded. We've got
1: a North Korea in the making. One day you're going to wake up with an Iranian nuclear weapon.
0: Later, Benjamin Netanyahu commented on a nuclear Iran.
5: Just imagine the horrific results if the Islamic extremists who rule Iran get their hands on nuclear weapons.
0: Tell Washington no Iran nuclear deal without congressional approval before it's too late.
4: All right, let's break down all the nonsense in that ad. Uh, You hear Lindsey Graham on the radio there, senator from South Carolina, saying, uh, we got a North Korea in the making one day you're going to wake up with an Iranian nuclear weapon oh we can remind you who was president uh, while North Korea got their nuclear weapon the guy who started a war in Iraq when it turns out they had no weapons, no weapons of mass destruction at all meanwhile North Korea built a weapon of mass destruction right under his nose oh right, George W. Bush, the guy who was the king of foreign policy decision making there Dick Cheney, Neoconservative Dick Cheney, hey what happened, no 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 that was George Bush's. Well, that was a Republican administration that did that. Okay, that's point number one. Point number two, uh, as I uh, pointed out uh, just a second ago, the whole point of the negotiations is to make sure they do not get a nuclear weapon, and it would be verified. And if it, and if they violated that, well, then the deal is off, and we can go back to doing whatever we want to do, which includes the option of bombing them. We don't want to go there as the first option. Unless you're a Republican and you love bombs and you may get rich off of bombs, you get rich off of wars, you get rich off of sending other kids, uh, other people's kids to die. Then you do want it as a first option. That's why you're trying to push us into war with a spearmonger. Oh my God, a bomb is going to go off. A nuclear bomb is going to go off. Point number three uh, the voice you heard toward the end of the ad uh, talking about how, how horrific the results could be, yada, yada. Um, that's Benjamin Netanyahu. Remind me, again, is he from Nebraska? Is he from Hawaii? Is he from Connecticut? Is he from Alaska? Well, which state is uh, Netanyahu from? Oh, right. He's not from our country. He's the prime minister of Israel. Okay, so these are people saying, okay, we shouldn't listen to our leader. We should listen to somebody else's leader, right? And if we don't, if we don't el- 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 listen to the dear leader, Netanyahu, we're going to have a nuke go off in this country. The mm-hmm. ad itself, even before they started mm-hmm. running it, cost five hundred thousand dollars to make i'm glad at least somebody robbed these guys Okay, but this is the kind of money they have john stewart's right it when he was stepping down he said look part of the reason he's leaving the daily show is he's exhausted from fighting these guys day in day out lie after lie and they've got so much money to spread their propaganda their hatred their fear so for their own purposes so that they can get rich and their incentive to get rich never ends and we gotta keep fighting him day after day it is exhausting well luckily uh... in this case most of the major news networks actually did the right thing they said this ad is so despicable that even they wouldn't run it even for a large sums of money imagine okay of course there was one news network that did run it you want to take a guess a wild stab at it of course fox news network loves this fear-mongering. That's what they do on a daily basis on their shows anyway for free. So of course they ran the ad as well. If you think that Iran is going to do this, if we do a peace treaty with them, they are playing you for a fool. Iran does not have a nuclear weapon now. According to Mossad, if you, if only, if you only trust Israeli leaders, let me quote Mossad for you, okay? That's their intelligence gathering operation. They say Iran is nowhere near a nuclear weapon. Nowhere near it. They do not have one. They're not near one. In fact, Mossad says they're not even working on one. The CIA says the same thing. But we have warmongers like Evan Byrne, Norm Coleman, Saxby Chambliss, and the people who funded them. They're they're, They're just a front that they put up. Look at these senators we bought. Go ahead, puppets, play for us, right? Play us a pretty song the real people behind this are the defense contractors who are going to make the money. And for me, that's the bottom
2: line. For me, that cannot be said enough. That was Jake Eugard of uh, the young Turks. Who's a former MSNBC show host, uh, who fell out of favor because he wouldn't toe their line or, or whatever. But, um, the things that need to be said, the articulation of war mongers to any and every Republican who are not on board with peace, who are not on board with talks. The Republicans are saying, "Well, we're going to pass a bill and demand that we." Get the final say on any deal Obama would be a fool To let them crater this deal And he has been known to Be a fool He's known for His inability to Or his willingness to compromise His inability To negotiate So everything, for me, everything is up in the air because I do not trust this president to be able to stand his ground. They haven't been ratifying these types of agreements. And unless it's a treaty, they have no legal right to ratify it. And if you give it to them, they will crater it because this is a foreign policy legacy for you. If you haven't been paying attention, which I know you have. But at some point, <laughs> I'm I around with my hands pointing up and now. What the hell? What in the hell are we doing? Why is it so difficult to put people to rest like a big Cheney? Why is it so difficult to repeat ad nauseum? That, after starting a war of choice, this former company Halliburton, made thirty nine billion dollars to message he is a war profiteer,
5: and he has
2: four thousand four hundred bodies on his side of the legis- on the side of the ledger. For this unnecessary war. You know, I can understand rich people, uh, birds of a feather type of scenario, where the Democrats say nothing as Republicans use the propaganda war against the middle class, the American people, and only occasionally step in and try to differentiate themselves as Republicans lean more and more toward the social issues, as we still have an infrastructure and bridges and we need more jobs. The jobs report came out. Only 126,000 jobs added, which is half of last year's monthly average. That's some clicks, it talks about the weather and the reason that the jobs numbers are down. But these numbers always revised, and I kind of believe that these are going to be revised upward by mid-next month. But will it be reported? Will the White House, will this administration seize that opportunity to do an end zone dance? Or are they simply willing to sit and accept the criticism and allow it to be the perception? What do you think? Nine one four three three eight one six one zero. Do you believe that the Obama administration has taken credit for all of their accomplishments, for all of the things that you think that this administration has done the right thing when it comes to taking credit for what they have accomplished without any Republican votes, with the Republican obstructionists standing in their way 24-7. You see, everything that he does, They run to the courts with it because that's where their trump card lies. I've mentioned the the uh, Supreme Court ruling that they just handed down on Medicaid just put 68 million people at risk. Think about it. Think about it. The case uh, it's Armstrong versus Exceptional Child Center and Company. And a five-four ruling the Supreme Court turned against decades of legal precedent. Sound familiar? Sound, sound, sound more like activist judges legislating from the bench? The Supreme Court turned against decades of legal precedent and ruled that Medicaid providers cannot use the supremacy clause of the United States Constitution to stop state provider payment policies that are inconsistent with the Federal Medicaid Act requirements for adequate reimbursement rates. That may sound like a lot of, you know, gobbledygook, but uh, it has a real impact on the 68 million-plus people relying on Medicaid. If a state's Medicaid payment rates are too low, and many providers complain that these rates are below their cost of providing services, then provider participation in Medicaid, the ability of enrollees to obtain care is at risk. You know, the states that didn't open their Medicaid programs under the Affordable Care Act are seeing their hospitals close because their emergency rooms are being bankrupt with a tsunami of people who are ill and can't pay their bill. So in these rare states, they have hospital after hospital closing down. You have people who don't get the proper care and are dying. The story is amazing in the system. It's even more amazing how Democrats allow Republicans to escape without the proper blame. If nothing else, you get a running count, a running total of the dead, of the people who have died because they didn't have healthcare. suffering didn't have health care and you drop it at the doorstep of the Republican Party and in the red states that haven't expanded Medicaid you make sure you drop it at their front door and let the American people know that here are rich bastards people who have enriched themselves off taxpayer dollars who are allowing American people to die because they won't extend Medicaid, which is free of charge to them. Turns into a no brainer. 914 Let me go to the phones. 405. Welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling to the Forks Network.
6: Good evening, Alpha, sir, and how are you this evening?
2: Oh brother John Don. It's always great to hear from you, my brother.
6: how you feeling? I'm doing pretty good Alpho. uh you know uh in in a state where you have a lot of military presence you have halliburton Cheney's company, and you know Alpho, when you when you really toss this ball up in the air and look at all sides of it you you realize that the Democrats and the Republicans up there that's running this government or supposed to be running this government that we have elected uh, are just two sides of the same coin. You know, we've been seeing this for, you know, so many years. We've been on Blog Talk Alpha. Um, you know, there's not the and, – and then with President uh, Obama – You've got to realize that he's a young man, relatively young. And he, you know, he has a legacy uh, that he needs to fulfill. And the bottom line, he's a politician also. Uh he's not, you know, a, a moralist or, or or an individual that uh is is involved in in let's say grassroots civil rights activism to uh help uh you know as many less fortunate as possible now he does what he he, he can uh within the parameters of of his power and his, the limitations that are placed upon him and the opposition that he faces uh you know due to the due to just blatant racism uh so um you know I don't expect too much pushback from him uh with regard to what's happening here because he's want he's gonna want uh, these lucrative uh you know uh speaking engagements and you know, I mean the future for him is, you know, fairly rosy if he keeps himself sort of middle of the road. And with respect to the uh you know, the, the court system, I mean, if you're in control of passing legislation that enhances your, you know, uh, financial uh, uh, situation or your, uh, your ability to uh, earn money in Congress after Congress, uh, laws can be changed, and they're changed to suit whatever. Uh, the power structure, or those who are are running this country, uh, or have great influence in, uh, you know, uh, persuading those who are in in these elected offices to do their bidding. Um, I mean, it's a good game. Uh, we say we have, uh, you know, uh, you know, rights in this country. We say we have a, a government that. Listens to the you know the least of these, but Alpha, you know your show and 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 others, you know, uh, have revealed that you know this is just not the case, man. And I don't know what we're going to do to try and um, motivate and inform our uh,
2: future leaders
6: and 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 citizens in this country as to what the real game is. I mean, you know, just like now, you're talking about Medicare. You know, the old, the the elderly, the seniors, the young, the so-called quote-unquote minorities, um, you know, we're just at a a disadvantage when it comes to uh, trying to climb this economic ladder or get some type of... Equitable treatment in this court system—it's relatively, um, to me, it's 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 a it's a hard role to hold, my friend.
2: Well, Tom, I believe one of the—I would say one of the linchpins of this entire uh, situation—not just the lack of participation, the apathy of the electorate. It's also the amount of the massive amount of money that is infused into the political process. I am uh witnessing the, that very thing here in Chicago and it's mayor run. Mm-hmm. Now uh Ronnie Manuel has all the money. He's got now get there. He's got corporate money pouring in these corporations that are supporting Rahm Emanuel also support the GOP. But Ron Emanuel is supposed to be a Democrat. But we know he's a blue dog. We know he's a conservative Democrat. So, right. Bruce, Bruce Rauner is the new governor of the state of Illinois who simply came in and bought up a couple of coons. That's black preachers. Because the previous governor, Patrick Quinn, there are 102 counties in Illinois, 102. To become governor, Patrick Quinn won two of those counties out of 102. And one of those counties was the county I live in called Cook County. It's the most populous. And one of the outlying counties here up in the northeast, right next to Cook County, he won those two counties, and he won them big, and that trumped the entire state. Absolutely. So when, when this millionaire, who made fifty-three million dollars a year prior to the election alone, what is the first thing he did? He came into the black community, and he found a couple of black preachers. And with the money flowing into their pockets, he enlisted them as part of his arm, And they came out and spoke on his behalf and how Illinois would be much better off. And after this guy won the election, he appointed um, one of these preachers to his um, education board, state education board. So This preacher has enriched himself for advocating on behalf of this uh, candidate. And the other guy was a pastor. His name was Brooks, and he had a large congregation also. So all he did was came in bought two, three, four preachers to undermine the base of the Democrats. To of course,
6: that's the room, name of so the room game, Al Folk. Uh, when you know, I mean you have showcase individuals who are allowed to accumulate and enrich themselves and uh have uh you know, untold uh ability to have untold uh, ability to or opportunity to uh, to build these large uh sanctuaries and churches and uh you know, and submit themselves to um to do the bidding of those in power I mean it's always been that way. there's nothing new it's just on a a much larger, more massive scale uh now than it was in the past. We've had those individuals who who've worked hand in glove uh with uh, you know, the opposition, as in reference to um, the, uh, you know, the, uh, oh, I guess in the area of civil rights, you know, let's look at it. Um, you know, when we look at uh, what's taken place and how uh, we have. Uh, To these different positions, uh, have been given, uh, you know, uh, the uh, opportunity to enrich themselves and to build these great congregations. I mean, politicians were coming to the churches when I was a kid. You know what I mean? And 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 so it's just now. I mean, there's nothing changed. It's just the the same. the system and get very far if you're espousing fair and equal treatment for citizens of this country and particularly those who have been oppressed by this system. Uh, I mean, our history is replete with the bodies of those individuals who attempted to do so. And, uh, you know, so even up to the president you know even the presidency you know up 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 to that office that level so um i don't know Alpha. you may nothing surprises me as uh, as it pertains to um, the the money game that's going on in this country netanyahu uh coming over here uh you know influencing uh uh with his influence and uh, winning his election, um, and no 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 mention of the apartheid state that he that he runs over in Israel, the Black Caucus uh, they may not have showed up at the uh, the meeting, you know, but they're they're backing up, taking the money also, you know, and and that there was there hasn't been a out of the caucus as it pertains to the apartheid state that exists over there in, in Israel. I mean, you thought South Africa was something. Uh, when you, and individuals who are listening to me, if you don't believe what I'm saying, do some research. To these programs daily, over and over and over and over and over and over, then they tend to believe the propaganda. I mean, that's the name of the game. It wasn't Hitler that killed the people; it was the German people that went along with it. Hitler, Hitler was one individual, one guy with some
2: influence. Are you- but with propaganda, he so crazed the population that it turned against the, the Jewish people, and that's the that's the aim. That is the goal of propaganda. You know the the, the lies that you hear. You know, Don, you, you spoke of the the, the Black Caucus, National Black Caucus, backing up and taking the money too. It's fine, but. Don't be afraid to come out and call Israel the apartheid nation if they are. Don't be afraid to come out and call Dick Cheney, the pro war profiteer that Halliburton made $39 billion on the lives of 4,400-plus 4, American soldiers. Don't be afraid to come out and call Benjamin Netanyahu, the warmonger that he is, and the war criminal that he is. You see, there is a difference between taking their money and taking their money with conviction. They're not going to give you the money if you continue with the rhetoric of uh, apartheid Israel. And when Israel is complaining about Iran and their nukes, ask Israel, has anybody asked Israel how many nukes that they have? And Iran signed the nuclear proliferation treaty. Israel has not
6: signed that same treaty. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying. Ask him about his nukes that he has, that Israel has, you know, and, and 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 where they got them from, and and the shield that uh, that they have, the missile defense shield, where they got that from.
0: Well, and, that's a <laughs> secret. <laughs> we got
2: our name on the side of it. <laughs>
6: and see, when you look at it, Alpha, whether you you know, when you're talking about giving justice to people and trying to you know get along in this world, um, it's, it's 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 about the killing. I mean, you've got children, babies that are being blown to bits by these arms that are on both sides of the, of the aisle and. Then you know, uh, but nothing is said about that. You know that's 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 okay. You know we've painted these people as a bunch of terrorists, as a bunch of of, uh, of drags on society, and uh, oh, and we propagate just like they've done us in this country, and they're doing us in this country with reference to the uh, how uh, you know blacks are perceived in this country. Same thing going on, world wide. And so uh, you know, they claim they have clean hands. So you know, and, and and uh, you know, point the finger at somebody else not realizing that three of the fingers are pointing back at them. But they don't care because they're in the system. They're 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 running the system, they're sanctioned by the system, the courts are, are set up to uh you know, bless whatever they Come up with, and uh, you've seen that with the Medicare, just like you said about the Supreme Court. Um, so, you know, I don't know, Alpha. I think that uh, you know the best thing that we can do is try to uh, do what you're doing, what Janice is doing, what India has has done, and others on uh, these talk shows uh, is to is to inform. Put the truth out there. You know, I mean, these are facts. It's not opinion as to uh, what's going on and what what you all are saying on your programs. Uh, do some fact checking on what Alpha says and what Janice uh, has her guests. Uh, what India has done. I know she's on a, a sabbatical right now, and I, I tried to get her, but last week, but she's she's resting, which is good. And I know you're threatening to go out for a hope hope. hope. <laughs> Can I
2: laugh like that Don? Because hey, uh, I, that's what my uh, that's what my CEO accused me of. Lobbying yeah. for a <laughs> Yeah, I was
6: wondering whether or not you'd be here tonight. I <laughs> from last week. With that laugh of yours, man, I didn't know. So but I I, I look forward to uh it's a truth work and uh you know, and, and our friends as to um trying to inform the those who are non not, you know, inclined to uh to do the research and to uh to 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 study or simply doesn't have do not have the time because society places so many um you know, distractions uh, on the public that it's hard for them to get time and they got them running to these jobs you know these jobs are are service jobs and they work long hours and you know they're not like the factory jobs that we used to have if we used to go to industrial jobs now you can get you get employed in the uh in the uh, uh defense industry uh which is about you know all we have left you know uh so, who you can't, you know, bite the hand that feeds you, especially individuals in in the state that I reside in. So it's a catch twenty two. It's a paradox, and uh, you know, I just I don't have the answer, um, you know, to it, Alpha. You know, it's it's uh, the rabbit hole goes so deep that I'm afraid to even look in it at times, but. Keep up the good work, Alpha, and uh, thank you for, uh, you know, telling it like it is. And you're not the only one that's, that's, that's saying it, just like the clip that you had uh, on earlier.
0: <laughs>
6: I mean, just right on point as to the uh, the money game and the enriching of uh, corporations and individuals um, in this country Um uh, and at taxpayer expense, all of these senators and all of these congress people, these House members and senate i mean we're paying for their benefits menendez and 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 and, and all of them that's got their hands in the in the cookie jar get some of them get caught um, we're paying for their health care, so they don't give a damn about anybody else as long as their needs are being met, and they are. They they, they meet at midnight, vote themselves raises. Uh, they, they, they don't work a full year. You know, they'll work a little while, and then they'll you know, claim that they got to go back to their district. And, uh, you know, so I don't know. You know, I, let's just try to hold their feet to the fire. Uh the president, I think he's probably doing the best he can with what he's got to work with up there, and he's, you know, he's not the type of a, of an aggressive individual. He's more of a of a pacifist in, in reference to um, his negotiations um, and his speaking out uh, vehemently on things. I mean, even when he even raises uh, you know, an eyebrow, they accuse him of. Uh, of uh, you know, of, 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 of monarchy,
2: uh,
6: yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, he's
2: a, he, he's a dictator, he's a dictator. He's, every yeah. move he makes that they don't like, mm-hmm. if you notice, they come out with a tsunami of criticism now all day on the on Fox, all day on Fox, and all day on right wing hate radio. It's the same message over and over, the same. They don't even bother to change the language. Oh no, he's a dictator. He
6: okay. he's this. He, he wants to, you know, he's a king. It, I mean, it's he to a point. Right wing, you know, radio. I mean, I mean, look at the media. Look who owns the media. And, you know, I mean, look at look at look at Fox. Fox is is, is the one that has. Uh, you know, all of these, uh, you know, scandal and all of these number one shows that's it's out there, you know, you're enriching the, you know, <laughs> the Fox network, you know. But, uh, you know, that's another matter These uh, some of these reality shows that, uh, you know, uh, that distract us also, you know, we get so distracted, you know, and oh, my God, you know, but when you really analyze it and look into what's behind them, you know, Find out and ask the question. You know, what are these shows out here for? What are what 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 what's behind it? What, you know, why? What kind of influence are these shows having? You know, I mean, we're looking with a bunch of in in the, in the media, black people are that have money are a bunch of thugs and thieves, and you know, and the women are loose and. And, and 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 you know, I mean, please, Alpha, You know, I mean, nothing's changed, man. This is and it's and I believe it's it's just gonna get worse. You know, I mean, now you have a Republican Congress. You, you you might have a Republican president coming up. And uh, Katie barred the door. You know, and I, I, you know, we talked about this that. that People need to get prepared. I've I said it for years and years. You know, you better get your act together while Obama's in office because once he's out of there, uh, you know, times is coming. And look what's happening to Medicare already. And they want to mess with your Social Security.
2: That's next. And everything that, um, everything that is true is not being repeated enough. All the lies of getting a trip around the world before the truth even gets out of bed, and that's the biggest problem, time
6: Absolutely, Alfo. Well, I think I've taken up enough of the airtime here, and um, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to vent uh, mm-hmm. because that's that's what it is. Uh, you know, I get get a, the opportunity to let some of it steam out. And uh, on Fridays when I talk with the Alpha. So you take care, and I will be listening uh, to the truth from TruthWorks Network. Thank you, Alpha.
2: Thanks a lot, Don. Appreciate it. I'm going to put you on mute. All right. Okay. This is Brother Doc Don from Oklahoma. From Oklahoma. Yes, there were quite a few, um, quite a few stories. And one of the stories that I saw that was uh, that was eye opening were six men charged with the same crime, six in the same crime. Six men charged with the same crime. Three are black and three are white. The black guys the black guys got mugshots. And that's how they were shown in the local print media and on the television screen. Well the white guys who have all with the same crime. The white guys got yearbook pictures with shirt white shirts and ties on. To look respectable, to look like uh these were just kids gone bad. were six men charged with the same crime. An Iowa newspaper accused of pro white bias after it's handled the same alleged crime between two different sets of suspects in a radically different way. The white guys were shown, their yearbook pictures were shown, in the good times. The black guys, their mugshots shots were shown with their hair a mess, with the swollen eyes, the bumps, the bruises, Don't get me to go into singing. Oh, the two-time loser. Uh, No Teddy Pendergrass, please. But um, this was one of the stories that was an eye-opener because uh, I expected nothing less of it. The whole story. University of Iowa wrestlers were arrested after being caught in possession of several items that have been stolen from local homes in Marion, Iowa. The three suspects, Ross Lembeck, Seth Gross, and Logan Ryan, all 19, all white, were shown in the Gazette in their freshman yearbook pictures, wearing matching coats and ties. According to the Gazette, the three wrestlers were charged with possession. Alcohol under, underage alcohol. Lundbeck was charged with drunk driving. Gross was charged with interference with official acts because he fought with officers. He didn't die. They didn't kill it. They weren't afraid. I was cited and released. They are accused of at least seven burglaries in the area. On the same day, Hermeson reported that four African-American suspects charged with burglary in corville, Iowa. That this group of suspects, Kowain E. Crawford, 36, Milton at 50, Quentin D. W. Eatman, 24, and Curtis J. Johnson, 29, were all pictured in their police smoke shots. The four men were charged with breaking into a residence on March 20th about 4 a.m. and assaulting the occupant, they were reportedly looking for a gun, but left instead with a TV around $240 in cash and a cell phone. (laughs) So every step of the way there is treatment. White boys had shown in their yearbook pictures with matching coats and ties. Black suspects get shown mugshots as scary, violent criminals. But that's just the way it goes. That's the way it is. There seems to be an agenda here. There seems to be no safe harbor. Be it discrimination, be it profiling. I've seen at least Four videos last week. One of the of the Uber driver, you know these are the, these are the new taxi cabs. Where you call them out and they take you somewhere. They're they're undermining the the um, cab drivers. Period. The cab drivers will go by the way of the dinosaur pretty soon. But here's a cop who was blocking the road and the Uber driver blew at him. And the cop came back to the driver and just snapped. Just snapped. With a tirade of profanity, with the whole nine yards. He just lost it. The Uber driver had a passenger in the back who was taping it all. Taping it all. So we're, uh, and this is the part that we don't get enough of once the tape and things went viral to the officer, we don't get to see or we don't get to hear the completion of of these stories. But this particular one, it turns out that the officer's gun and badge were taken and he was assigned to a death. Like I said, this is this is, I saw about three or four, maybe more, of instances where citizens. Chris Rock has been recording his stops. He's been stopped four times in the last seven weeks by police officers. One guy was a fire marshal, and he was stopped by a cop, black cop. And the cops said he stopped him because his headlight was out. Then the cop said it was because his windows were too dark. tinted too dark. You see, it's not just in Ferguson where they are trying to prop up financially their municipality on the backs of minorities. But... Um, <laughs> This black guy had the camera going. His vehicle is equipped with the same kind of uh, dashboard cameras that you find in a police car. So it was all being recorded, taped, in the whole nine yards. So the cop said, reach for his door, which was locked. And he he told the cop, he said, I'm not getting out of my car. For your safety and my safety, I don't have to get out of my car. I need cited the law to the officer. He got the officer's name, Holloway. And um, he showed the officer his exemption for having the windows dark. And the officer, who happened to be standing outside in the rain, wanted him to hand the paper over to him. So he could stand there in the rain and let the rain wash the heat. On the note, on the paper, blurry, so he could possibly use that. That he couldn't see, he couldn't read that, and it was nothing. The fire marshal asked for his sergeant, and he said he called his sergeant. And after back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, the officer got in his vehicle turned off his lights and went across the street. And from what I saw in the video, the sergeant never showed. This is a constant violation of the rights of the citizens in this country. The police are running Russia. I saw one video where the cops came to a man's house and he told them there was nothing wrong. And he asked them to leave, and they wouldn't leave his house. They wanted to know who he was. They wanted to know your business. He's the owner of the house, he told them. Then the man's daughter came in, and they wanted to interrogate her like she was a criminal. And he told her, don't tell them nothing. They eventually turned and left when they couldn't bully their way in, when they couldn't intimidate the homeowner who was videotaping them Every week, you see this on social networks. This is why net neutrality was so important. And when the head of the FCC said that he was going to treat it like a utility, and he wasn't going to invoke what the corporations wanted. What the corporations wanted to do was to be able to control the Internet, thus further shutting down communications among these people who dissent. And if they are allowed to win this in court, because when he did it, the first thing they did was sued, ran to the courtroom. Just like I said, anything that they don't like, they take to court. Because that's where their Trump card is, are the judges. The corrupt judges must be on the corrupt judges and simply disseminating the truth as to who has the best interest of the people of the United States. You see, the other side, the fanatical Tea Partyers who yell and rant and rave about they want their country back, who rant and rave about we don't want government anything but keep your hands off of my Medicare, keep your hands off my Social Security. And they won't distinguish the two. They won't differentiate the fact that it's an oxymoron. These are the same people that like the Affordable Care Act but hate Obamacare. Tom Hartman says that
3: there are only two kind of
2: Republicans, the millionaires and the fools, who follow them. And every day, every single day, it gets to be a little more truthful as you go along. And they keep us distracted with the constant, attacks on the freedoms of just mainstream individuals i missed him i still miss him but every now and then he sticks his head above water and um after this i'll come to the phones i see you three one two phones but like i said i've missed him since he left and every now and then He sticks his head above water, and he gives a comment. This is his comment on the Indiana discrimination law.
5: And we begin with the unavoidable fact that the final four must be moved out of Indianapolis, Indiana and with the additional necessity that the National Collegiate Athletic Association must move its headquarters out of the same city and the further requirement that the National Football League approach all future business in the state of Indiana, Super Bowls, rookie combines, indeed the continued presence of a franchise in Indianapolis as it approached such business in Arizona roughly one year ago. There are times in the history of this country in which sports not only influences our destiny but leads it. And this is such a time for the NCAA, for the NFL, and for the NBA, and most importantly perhaps for all of us as the consumers who constitute the backbone of the sports industry. The NCAA must. The NFL must. The NBA must. We must use our moral force against a law that will not only immediately harm players and coaches and executives and fans in that state but the loopholes of which are based on sloppy federal legislation from two decades ago, which has since become a template for others of bad laws in dozens of other states. The State Senate of Indiana has passed and the state's governor has signed Senate Bill 101, which makes it legal to discriminate against what is estimated to be about one-tenth of Indiana's residents. It is presented to this nation in the insidious guise expressed in its title, the, quote, Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which is not about freedom, but about the loss of freedom, which is not about religion but about discrimination cloaked in religion, which is not about the restoration of anything except the hatred and prejudice of 50 or 100 years ago. It seems benign enough its substance contained in just 23 words, quote, a governmental entity may not substantially burden a person's exercise of religion even if the burden results from a rule of general applicability. But what those 23 words truly mean is being celebrated by those who backed this bill as the right of people in Indiana to now discriminate against other people there who are gay. There are now numerous cases of photographers, florists, cake makers, and farmers being forced to participate in celebrating same-sex weddings in violation of their belief that marriage is the union of a man and a woman. But the new law, which will go into effect July 1, where the Indianapolis Colts and Indiana Pacers play and where the NCAA is headquartered and where the NCAA will stage its final four next weekend. This bill says nothing that limits it to that absurd notion and image of the government forcing a baker to make a same-sex wedding cake against his will. If the baker can refuse the same-sex couple, then the hotel can refuse them a reception. And if the hotel can refuse them a reception, it might also refuse them the right to stay there at a wedding or before a wedding or ever, the gay couple or the gay friends at a straight wedding or at any time anyone who was gay or anyone who the hotel thinks is gay. Or perhaps the hotel could refuse to serve anybody, any orientation, color, religion, left-handed people on a religious pretext. And the Indianapolis Colts, or a future Final Four, if their lawyers could present some religious excuse, could deny almost anybody admission to their games. When a similar bill was proposed in Arizona last year, the National Football League pointed to a calendar in the date February 1, 2015, and made it very clear that conducting Super Bowl 49 in Glendale, Arizona, on that date, was dependent on no such law being enacted. No such law was enacted in Arizona. A conservative governor vetoed it. The NFL has received and deserved an extraordinary amount of criticism from me and others for what might be called indifferent citizenship in many areas. Not in this one. In Arizona, the National Football League acted swiftly, even courageously, and deserves the kind of credit for exactly the same kind of leadership it needs to express now. This morning, the same Indiana legislators who passed this bill insisted they will additional legislation to guarantee the new law will not be used for homophobic discrimination but just yesterday the governor had said no such guarantee would be made the ncaa faced with an immediate crisis in its own backyard has spoken with boilerplate The NCAA national office and our members are deeply committed to providing an inclusive environment for all our events. We are especially concerned about how this legislation could affect our student athletes and employees. We will work diligently to assure student athletes competing in and visitors attending. Next week's men's final four in Indianapolis are not impacted negatively by this bill. Moving forward, we intend to closely examine the implications of this bill and how it might affect future events as well as our workforce. But the sport's relevance of the new law is not its effect on the NCAA, but rather the NCAA's potential effect on the new law and the effect of the new law on the United States of America. Today, NCAA President Emmert told ESPN he was not even pushing for the clarification the politicians themselves have promised, saying, I'm going to leave that up to the legislatures, while allowing the NCAA might have to now talk about moving the 2016 Women's Final Four. Yet the nation in the National Collegiate Athletic Association is this nation, our nation. And there are times when organizations like the NCAA and NFL and NBA must remember that word and think not of its teams, but of its nation. And if at this point you are saying, this is not sports, this is politics, and you choose to ignore politics, what was Jackie Robinson's story if you celebrate Jackie Robinson? Do you celebrate Texas-El Paso 1966, or the AFL moving in the 1965 All-Star Game, or the pressure the sports leagues of 50 and 60 years ago brought to bear against prejudice in the Southwest and then the South? What were those stories, if not politics? Sports, an entity as large and perhaps as influential as any other in this country. Religion and entertainment could be its only rivals. Sports and its consumer, you are unavoidably, inescapably, and permanently political. And it has always been this way. For 10 decades, Southern states had laws identical to Indiana's in spirit, but without the gauzy, vague wrapping of supposed religious restoration. These laws were enacted under the same pretext of freedom and tradition as Indiana Senate Bill 101. They legally permitted segregation, suppression, and marginalization of another minority group, African-Americans, and often no less venomously, often Jews and often Catholics. These laws were collectively known as Jim Crow. And when these laws created an almost medieval world, there was no major league sports team there until 1966, both south of St. Louis and east of Houston, no sports. Not until 1966, when Hank Aaron led the Braves into Atlanta, not until after those laws had been repealed, and the fight to prevail against their hateful influence in the courts and on the streets had begun to overcome. Even when baseball and football and basketball were as white as the front seats of a Montgomery bus, there were no teams in the South. In 1940, Dallas, Fort Worth, and New Orleans were bigger than Cincinnati, Ohio, yet Cincinnati won the World Series that year, and Dallas, Fort Worth, and New Orleans did not have teams. In 1950, as sports integration began and the leagues had already pushed past St. Louis to the Pacific Coast, Houston was bigger than Minneapolis, and Atlanta, Louisville, Memphis, Richmond, and San Antonio were all bigger than Syracuse. But the 1950 NBA Finals were Minneapolis versus Syracuse. In 1960, Houston was bigger than all but six American cities, Dallas bigger than all but 13, and only in that year, as racism's grip in Texas was loosened, finally, did Dallas and Houston get teams. This was not activism by the sports leagues, but it was also not coincidence. The economic impact of the passive pushback against unjust laws was as real as any boycott or refusal. And then came the day of a refusal. When the American Football League scheduled its 1965 All-Star game for New Orleans, a city then angling for a franchise in either the AFL or the NFL, the players were greeted with threats and verbal abuse. They were refused transportation and lodging. And they, black and white, said they would not play in such a place. And the league backed them up and moved the game to Houston, just as the players and schools and fans and the viewers should now say, we will not play nor watch in such a place as Indiana. New laws that were deemed unfit for civilized society half a century ago, even in parts of this country, where hatred and prejudice were thought permanent. The NCAA needs to move the Final Four out of Indianapolis and the women's Final Four of 2016 as well. And the NFL needs to warn the state it gets nothing, no Super Bowls, no Combines, no drafts, nothing, until this law comes off the books. And without turning this into a purely socio-economic commentary or even a debate about human biology, and instinct versus learned behavior, before you say there's no parallel between how sports reacted to racism against blacks and how it has and should react to homophobia against gays, if you do not believe in the comparison between prejudice against black people and prejudice against gay people, if you hide behind the discredited notion that skin color is an inheritance, but sexual orientation is a choice, your own belief proves you are wrong anyway. For a moment, ludicrous as it may be, let's presume orientation is only a choice. So a law can allow you to avoid merely interacting with somebody, making a voluntary choice that somehow offends your religion. But what is religion if not a choice? If membership in a church is not a choice, why does every single church offer conversion? Someone in Indiana who thinks a gay person is making a choice is himself making the choice to obey one rule promulgated by a group he has made the choice to join. (coughs) Even if that which genetic research argues is ridiculously untrue is somehow true, Indiana has also made a choice. It has made the choice to reward one group making a choice by punishing another group making a choice. In the offices of the NCAA and the NFL and the NBA and the sports media of this country, even in the narrowest, most ill-informed mind in those offices. This is the situation at the moment. The football league in this country and the college sports league in this country are tacitly supporting a law that allows those who have voluntarily chosen to join a group to discriminate and be prejudiced at the expense of those who may or may not have had any choice at all, and the reality, of course, is not. The NCAA needs to move the Final Four out of Indianapolis, and the NFL must warn Indiana and the Colts. Because ultimately you and I have a choice. Do we participate in these laws? Or do we do only as much as even the narrow, prejudiced sports leagues of the 1930s and 40s and 50s did? Opt out. Stay away. Keep our business elsewhere until the laws of hate are gone. Choice. Again, do not tell me you have made a choice and this is not sports, it is politics, and you choose to ignore politics. What, I ask you again, was Jackie Robinson's story, if not politics? Your choice is this. Do you endorse in this Indiana law a revival of the kind of hatred that opened the door for Jim Crow, or do you repudiate it? If you have humanity in you, if you see the frailty of love and the inevitability of biology, if you see what it makes you, if you try to tell adults who they can and cannot marry, your choice is clear, as is the choice of the National Football League, as is a week from tonight, the choice of the NCAA.
2: Nobody. Even though he's no longer in the mainstream of our media, no one still says it better than Keith 338 Nine one four three three eight one six one zero. Let me go to the phones. Three one two, thank you for calling the Alpha Show. Welcome to Truth Works Network.
3: Hey, what's happening, Alpha? This is House. How are you doing tonight, brother?
2: music
3: lover how are you feeling this evening? everything's good things good um, listening to your show as a matter of fact I listened to uh on the man your last week's show and uh Janice's and two great shows, four great hours of uh radio and information <clears throat> you all uh continually oh, doing a good job and it's always great to hear uh, Doc Dodd too um uh, his last couple of months. glad he's back on the set.
2: Well, I want to thank you, Coach. Um, like I said, like I, like you, you heard me say last week and and this week, this is getting tiresome. This is getting to a point where all we can do is point out the obvious, right? When you have the truth on your side, you don't need to. Trip. I don't need to prep. The truth is, that they this writes itself. This this type of politics writes itself every week. Every Mm -hmm. single week, this type of politics writes itself. I don't care if it's uh, it's the nuclear plan. I don't care if it's discrimination. Whatever it
3: is, it writes itself. Yeah, I I have to agree. Um, Just like Jenna said last week when... uh... We're talking about now She was talking about What was it 20 years ago She was in uh, What's Palm Beach On the show Same yeah. discussion Same conversations Maybe a couple of names Changed But it's uh, uh, Same Same conversations And um, You know You had just mentioned uh, A couple of things That had piqued my Interest You had mentioned Hartman And the two types of People that, uh Republicans Um uh, uh, or two types of uh, Republican um, people that vote Republican is actually three. You know, it's the people at the top, another one percent, and those are the millionaires. Those are the millionaires and the millionaire. And the the billionaires billionaires and the yeah, it's the people that they employ. we right, the second ones, um, second group. Whether they're in the media, special, uh, the media like Fox, or running special special interest groups like. Um, NRA, NRA or the politicians that they are. And then it's, uh, those people who are uh, they convinced to vote against their own, mis- like the centrist or the soccer. And um, it's no different than telling you, in India and Janice about the little equation I heard when I was a kid. I don't know where I heard it, I told it to me. I had about the 1%, only the 14%, excuse me, 1% of the population, only the 14% of the population to control the other eighty-five percent of the population. Um, Same thing, same equation. You can apply it to the macro or the micro. It works every time. What's
2: going on with your phone, man? What is it doing? It's getting some serious crackling and
3: breaking up. I, I do are you there. Hold on one second. Let me see if this would be a little bit better for you. Is that better? It's a little better, yeah. All right. Well, let me better. try this. Um, and I also wanted to talk about um the law in Indiana, what they just tried to pass and um, I guess whatever um whatever they signed uh to force the mirror that law that Clinton, uh passed or was in ninety two and ninety three the federal law um and they took out the ability to um discriminate the uh my concern is that instead of uh uh amending it, they needed to repeal it because just like the forty seventh to who wrote a letter and said that, you know, eventually this person's going to go away and we can do what we want vis these, these policies. Uh, the same thing can be said for the law in Indiana. Um, they can simply be easier for them to re-amend it, possibly as opposed to repassing it. Um, so it probably just needed to be repealed. Um, for one and for two... Um, I think they they were really emboldened by the Hobby Lobby decision, um, giving a corporation a right to have a religion, um, which is nonsense. You know, it's about as shady as um, saying that a corporation is a person. And really it's a continuation of it. It's a continuation that, um, you know, that can cloud uh the whole legal field and what's right um and what's wrong and being able to to discriminate um you know based on a simple uh, a corporation how you have a corporation set up or in this case um a religious organization and I think it's not only is it super dangerous it's exactly what those um uh European Uh, Settlers ran away from Back in the uh, 16th century When they came here It's the exact thing that they ran away from Um, But You know They're willing to do it All over again And I didn't hear One person um, Make the mention Of Just that That it's exactly what people ran from In England and the fifteenth, sixteenth uh, century, is coming here, and it's just history repeating it, uh, itself over
2: again. Well, I think we should be careful about that type of analogy. The people who came here to escape from that type of monarchy, you see, there was a, there's a difference. The
3: it wasn't just people, monarchy, were, it would be the church. It was on It was a serious exactly.
2: Exactly. the The church the church and the state were not separate and the church had begun to take over.
3: Exactly.
2: And that's that that's the major difference because they came over here to establish a separation of church and state. And now once again the church is taking over. Right. And that is the and that in lies the difference. You see, people who came here to escape the totalitarianism of church plus state, were only escaping to their own white, wet dream. Mm
5: -hmm. And when I say their own
2: white, wet dream, because remember, even back then, it did not include us. Right. So the Constitution was supposed to eventually be the law of the land, and it didn't include us. So they had to do some parking and amending and the whole nine yards. So when I see someone holding up the Constitution, the Constitution has about as much credibility as single-ply toilet paper. It just don't get the job done. And that's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line. I mean, I hate to draw such a graphic picture. It's kind of scorched on your retina right now, you know.
3: <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness!
2: But, but that's, where, that's <laughs> where we are. That's where we are. The Constitution is this 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 major uh, uh, document that we should have some idolatry to. It doesn't represent the reality of life. We are still being shut down in the streets, unarmed, murdered, more than we were lynched. But we have a Constitution full of amendments and words that say we should be treated equal when we are not. Because even back then, especially back then, the White House had Klansmen in it. The Senate mm-hmm. had Klansmen in it. Yep. The House had Klansmen in it. The police department had Klansmen in it. The judges were full of Klansmen. The politicians were Klansmen. No as far back
3: as the early days of this country. There's no than the so, so
2: when did they give it up? My, thing, my question is, when did the Klan leave these higher uh, offices, these lawmaking positions, These positions of adjudication. When did the Klan leave? They never have. That's why you see the prison guards, and where is it? In Florida? They were plotting to murder this inmate when he got out. It ain't enough to meet with in prison. They were going to murder him when he got out of prison. Right. These are prison guards who solicited. An undercover agent? That's how the entire that's how the entire story broke. These were Klansmen with prison guard jobs. Right. Who were simply doing what Klansmen do. Hate.
3: Period. Period. Mm-hmm. No, um what struck me um also was the um the big call for, um, what was it? Not just in Indiana, I think it was Arkansas when they uh, ramped up their efforts to pass their bill. And Walmart came out with a statement and told the governor not to pass, to veto the bill. And the governor vetoed right. the bill after he originally said, No, I'm going to pass it. And they said, No, really, don't. And he didn't. And he asked for amendments. So you hear, who they're listening to they're not listening to the whatever voters um via their state or neighborhoods they're listening to uh these corporations. it's at the threat of the money um that uh the sports um organizations are giving Indiana, which is a ton um and it took them to step up more so than any other private industry sector um to say look you're going you're about to lose some funds. And that's when they listened um, and acted. Um, They listened to these corporations. And the irony is, um, I don't know if you heard this denial from Alec saying that they didn't have anything to do with the legislation that got proposed, which is an absolute lie. Um, All of that (laughs) stuff was written up through Alec and Walmart being his biggest sponsor. You (laughs) know,
2: Alec Alec is is kind of, Alec is kind of toxic now. They're like nuclear waste. Nobody, Nobody wants to that get a, So what do they do? They morph into a different think tank who does the exact same thing on a lower scale, but they still yeah. get the legislation out to all of these state representatives who present this legislation as theirs. You see, yeah. it's, not, it's not a hard lift. It's not a heavy lift at all to proxy your bigotry, to proxy your undermining of the IRS rules. You see, Alec and all of these think tanks who pose as 501C3s and 4s and whatever the hell the 501 is, they have violated the law because instead of exclusively being a social network, they are... Primarily, and that's what it's allowing. Even Move On and some of the Ooh. progressive uh, movements are in violation of the IRS law of exclusively. And that's where one of the biggest problems lie. We would be able to get rid of every think tank the Koch brothers have founded, and they have about 75 to 85 think tanks, from the Heritage Foundation to... American Exchange Institute or American Enterprise Institute to Freedom Works, the whole name, just go down the list. The you know, think tanks are numerous. And that's where, that's where our problem lies. So, House, yeah, we yeah. just got to keep doing what we're doing, man. We just got to keep on trying to communicate the obvious to people who are otherwise distracted. Uh, um, Starting going into a new season, uh, isn't um, what, was, what was the name of that empire? Isn't that coming back for a second season pretty soon? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, you know, and the and the drum beat goes on. Net neutrality is in jeopardy because this is the last bastion of communication. This is where people who have fostered a distrust for mainstream media now that it has been consolidated and corporate, corporatized. This is the last bastion of communication, and this is what they are after. That's why they've taken it to the courts, because that's their trump card. And the FCC um, and this administration must fight to keep it free.
3: Well they're um the overall one of their you know, uh dated goals really is privatization of all of the commons. And to group this the internet is part of the commons, yeah, they want to take that over too, just like social security, uh just like they want to privatize all the roads, um, all the utilities, um, privatized and, and militarized all the police departments, they privatized all the jails. You know, that that they, it's been privatized and corporatized. Um and it's the, the the main thing that that does is get them to extract dollars, public dollars and and put those in the pockets of for the majority of the money that it puts in the pockets of just a couple of people. Um and that's the state of goal. That's their modus operandi, that's how they survive. Um, you mentioned something about the Chicago election here. It's the same um, thing that Rahm Emanuel is all about, uh, privatization. Only He he calls it public-private partnership. But it's right. no different. Right. <laughs> it, it's the same thing. I'm surprised oh, that Shia really didn't mention it in his debate. He, he hinted at it, but he never she really regards. went in. Um, sure, I you know see
2: know that to me, he's not ready for so prime her. time.
3: Yeah, he kind of kind of showed it um, because he could have just ran around Manuel over with a, a Mack truck a few different times, but he just never went in for it. I don't know if you heard the story about Magic Johnson and his company. He came in and uh, the, the, the custodians in the public school system Um, who used to be a public employee in a a public union. Well, the uh, school board, um, really an idea was to privatize the custodian's jobs. Magic Johnson came in and got an $80 million contract to provide custodial services in the public schools and turned around and actually I think he may have been the one the people to get and There's people to go out to California, LA, or whatever, and raise a bunch of money for this election. And then came to Chicago and gave him like a two hundred thousand dollars check for uh, for his reelection. And in the meantime, the, uh, uh, the principals of many schools um, are saying how badly the the schools are being um, kept up. They want to return well. to the. Uh, how it was before because they have no control and no say over the custodians now. They have to go through huh? different channels <laughs> just to get somebody to do something and it's not working. But Magic got eighty million dollars in the supposedly broke school system. So if they had eighty million um, to get the Magic company, why in the hell didn't couldn't they pay their custodians and their teachers?
2: Which you are uh, house uh what you have, I'm going to answer this because uh, I have about 10 minutes and I'm going to wrap it up. Um, what you are basically seeing is the, I'm not mad at Maggie Johnson, for that. because all Maggie Johnson is doing is feeding at the government trough of money. You remember in the old west where they brought the horses in and there was this trough of water that the horses drank out of and sat there and and dirty water, but the horse was fine. All the horse wanted to do was something to have wet. Magic Johnson is nothing better than the, one of those horses feeding at the government tax draw. The mere fact that Romney, Emanuel and this, this meme of privatization, privatization costs three to four times more than what the public sector costs. That's why yep. they want it. That's why they yep. want to get Medicare on vouchers that's why they want to turn social security over to wall street that's why the post office is in jeopardy because everything is privatized and then Mm -hmm. once they get it all privatized they must raise your taxes to sustain it all Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: that's where the checkmate comes in house i want to thank you for your call to the man. um and um I want y'all to keep listening because uh like I said, I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired. Yes, I'm getting tired, but um this is this is this is a must do. Somebody has to uh blow that blow that horn. Make that night ride like Paul Revere. I never see myself drawing that analogy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thanks a lot for your call, House. I appreciate it.
3: Talk to you soon, brother. Peace.
2: Take care. Brother House Music lover. Look, before I go, I want to tell you, Janice Graham, tomorrow evening, Janice will not have a show tomorrow evening. Um, hopefully, Janice will be back the following week. India Declare is on a sabbatical also, but um, join India and be on the lookout for the real role right now of the I Declare show and our common ground, both here at Blog Talk Radio. I want to play this for you, and I know we've only got a few minutes, but it's only a few minutes long. I believe we have six minutes, and this is two minutes, and I'll close it when I come back.
0: You've probably heard about private equity partnerships like Mitt Romney Spain Capital. But how exactly do these people make so much money?
2: There you have it. Private equity is the name of the game. Privatization is the claim to fame. It allows you to steal the taxpayer dollars. That's what's going on in this country. We don't have a poor country. We have a collage of rich son of a bitches who are just too greedy to allow this country to function. We have a group of politicians without any moral compass who gives you a rectal exam with two fingers and tells you it's a second opinion. We have a distracted electorate, the people middle class who are vulnerable to propaganda and repetitious bullshit that you hear coming from the mouths of these clowns day after day. And that's where we are. And that's why it's almost the bewitching hour. It's almost checkmate. It's almost that time. The time is of no return. It's almost the time when we won't be able to recover because recovery simply will not be in the cards for us. We cannot, I repeat, we cannot continue down this road because this road is headed for the ultimate dead end. Don't forget, tomorrow, Janice Graham will not be on the air when injustice becomes law, resistance,
7: ratings are more important than the truth our government builds twice as many prisons and schools it's easier to find a big mac than an apple and when you find the apple it's been genetically processed and modified presidents lie politicians trick us race is still an issue so is religion your god doesn't exist my god does and he is all loving if you disagree with me i'll kill you or even worse argue you to death 92% of songs on the radio are about sex. Kids don't play tag. They play twerk videos. The average person watches five hours of television a day. And it's more violence on the screen than ever before. Technology has given us everything we could ever want. And at the same time, stolen everything we really need pride is at an all-time high humility and all-time low everybody knows everything everybody's going somewhere ignoring someone blaming somebody not many human beings left anymore a lot of human doings plenty of human lingerings in the past not... until next week people
2: i guess it will get a little more interesting the nation is in a
1: quandary it's a mess. You've been listening to The Alpha Show. Join us next Friday night, 10 p.m. Alpha will
0: lay it out. It's just damn politics. Thank you for joining us at TruthWorks Network, The Alpha Show. TruthWorks presents The Alpha Show. Each Friday, 10 p.m. It's Fire in the Belly Friday at TruthWorks Network. Bring your own rocks. The best. A political pushback
3: just we damn. change so very much of what it used to be. There's so much danger more and poverty. Oh.
0: Other ways inconceivable. 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 You give us in the word. I do not think it means what you think it means.